The name is Yanuseli, Mark Yanuseli. Name is Wampa, Amalia Wampa. I am Jose Mourinho. Welcome to the 70th episode of the MSL podcast. And we're back on campus. We're actually in Amalia's living room. We're in my north apartment. Because I got because, to because this is the second time we're recording because, this episode. Because yes, that too. But I was in an econ trip last semester, which is great. But shout out to your roommates. Yep. My amazing roommates. It wasn't them. It was me. <laughs> this <laughs> in this came this relationship. It was me. Um anyway, so we're gonna talk about sport conspiracy theories. Um, we have a list for you guys. Uh, you know, we were watching the Super Bowl with our MSL friends, and Griffin McClendon, he was like, guys, the NFL uh, Super Bowl like script has been leaked. And then he said, like, you guys should do a podcast about conspiracy theories in sport. And we're like, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, that's a good idea. So we put together this episode. Um, we need you guys to put on your tinfoil hats, be open-minded, because these things have little to no evidence. <laughs> like every conspiracy theory although some are quite likely and we actually think could could have happened <laughs> um but before we get started you know let's keep you guys updated on what's happening in sports recently so amalia get us started with the nfl okay i know so much about the nfl um what, what does I... it stand for okay honestly i like that wait north no football league national i was not say north american but that'd be not the right thing. Okay, National Football League. Uh, the Super Bowl took place about two weeks ago, but since there hasn't been a podcast episode in that period of time, we might as well talk about it. The Super Bowl offered lots of entertainment and, of course, its fair share of controversy, as well as uh, Rihanna's little moment she had there. Pregnancy reveal. Yeah, so that was that was cool. Um, the game was decided by a field goal after a controversial foul. James Bradbury was deemed to have committed a hold foul on Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Cool name. I can't remember that name. <laughs> that Juju one that beat. Many, including LeBron James himself, believe the contact was minimal and that the foul wasn't big enough to end up deciding American football's biggest game of the year. Hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs ended up winning 38 to 35 against the Eagles, raising Patrick Mahomes' name among the greatest quarterbacks in history. So this bet I lost. The World Cup bet I won, actually, which is cooler than the Super Bowl. So Thumbs up to me. But I, and I, I and I actually actually I made it even, you know. Yeah, he I did, did take me to the hangar. So yep. great we wings. Just, we just we just got hangar again today. Amazing wings. Shout out to the hangar. They're not sponsoring this, but maybe someday. Ooh. We'll see. We're freaking buyers now. I know, right? Anyway, for the NBA. Your turn. Oh, so I'll do the NBA. I'll do so football. the NBA is the National Baseball Association. National right. Basketball Association. National Basketball Association. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was, almost, I was almost there. Um, the, what's the National Baseball Association? MLB, Major League Baseball. Oh my God. Uh, they should put an annotation below everything they do. Some of the biggest recent headlines in the NBA happen in the trade market. Um, you know we love our stocks. Is it trade stocks? Hmm. I trade so stocks. Like, yeah. Do you? Me? Yeah. No, but I work at Blue Wall now, so come hang out with me on my shift at Tavola at 2.30 to 4, no, 10.30 to 2.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll load up your plate. And Amalia, and Amalia, you know, take pictures of her wearing that, like, funny hat that she has to wear. It's not funny. It's, like, drippy, low-key. It's the UMass dining cap, which I low-key like. Oh, if that, if that helps yourself. I, I will wear it in the summer, like. <sighs> anyway. Um, 
where was I? The Lakers got their hands on D'Angelo Russell and let Russell Westbrook. Wait, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook are two Russells on the yeah. same team? Oh, no, D'Angelo Russell. Russell's the last name. Russell Westbrook is the guy that went to the Utah Jazz in, in exchange for D'Angelo Russell. Jazz? Yeah, make fun of how Marcus says jazz. Jazz? What, Dallas, what's wrong with how we say jazz? Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks got Kyrie Irving in a trade as the former Cavaliers and Nets player and known flat earther takes his conspiracy theories to Texas. In the biggest headline of them all, Kevin Durant joins the Phoenix Suns from the NY Mets. In other news, the NBA All-Stars game took place last weekend, and Jason Tatum set a new scoring record for the All-Star game with 55 points scored. LeBron James, on the other hand, played for 14 minutes only after injuring himself during his walk. So that's humbling for him. So I apologize. Big embarrassment on his part. Well, now we're going to transition to football, calcio, football. football. Um, What happened in the Bundesliga? Bayern Munich won against Union Berlin, top of the table clash today. My boy, Jamal Musial. Look at this. Musial on the back. Musial. I'm wearing the shirt. Um, I'm always wearing that shirt. Not always, but conveniently, the two times we've recorded this podcast. I've been <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamal Musiala 20, turned 20 years old today. Happy birthday to one of my favorite soccer players in the world. Uh, he's younger than me, but older than me. Huh. What? How old is he? He just turned 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm 19, by the way. I'm 20, but I'm going to turn 21 this year. I'm not turning 21 until my senior year of college, so that's a fun thing for me. Um. The point is, Bayern Munich won convincingly 3-0 against Union Berlin. Bayern Munich is now top of the table, along Borussia Dortmund, just leading on goals in the goal difference. Dortmund uh, won their game against Hoffenheim 1-0 after a Julian Brandt goal. And yeah, the Bundesliga is getting spicy. Uh, RB Leipzig are playing Dortmund this Friday. This coming Friday is going to be a great top of the table clash, which I'll be watching. I, I will not be watching it. Yeah, you're going to be not watching it. But when do you ever watch soccer? <laughs> I do. Um, what else? Bundes, the Bundesliga, it's a must-watch right now. But Bayern are hoping to win their 11th league title in a row. Dominance. Talking about dominance, let's talk about Napoli in Serie A. Um, Napoli beat um, Empoli in Serie A on Friday 2-0. Thanks to another goal by Osimhen, who's having a... An amazing season. He has more goals than Ronaldo scored at this stage of, of his first season with Juve. So it's a great reference point. Um, Napoli are leading the, the league by 18 points. Inter and Milan are tied in second place. And yeah, Napoli are on, on track to break the record of most points in the season. So uh, Forza Napoli sempre. Um, in La Liga, Barcelona dropped points against uh, Almeria. Uh, they lost 1-0, and this is Barcelona's first loss in La Liga uh, since last year, since 2022. Um, that is same week they've got gotten knocked out by Manchester United from Europe, so it's kind of a um, bad week for Barca fans. Real Madrid drew 1-1 against Atletico Madrid in the Madrid Derby that took place yesterday, Saturday. And yeah, La Liga race, it's a seven-point gap between Barca and Real Madrid in second. Um, in the Premier League, Arsenal uh, won their game, and so did Manchester City. So the lead that Arsenal hold is still um, two points with a game in hand. Can go up to five. Um, yeah, shout out to um, 
an amazing performance from Tottenham against Chelsea. Chelsea winless, I think, three games in a row now in the Premier League, which is uh, abysmal after spending half a billion dollars in the transfer market. Um, yeah. So those are the top leagues in Europe in football. But uh, Amali's going to tell us about the Champions League. Oh, yes. I was going to say the only derby that I know of is my town had this, like, duck derby where we have, like, a little, like, stream and we get, like, 500 um, rubber ducks and you place so much money on these ducks and then whoever wins. So that's the only sport. That should be a bigger thing. That's hilarious. They should do that in the Hudson River, the, the River Thames in France. They should do that. The River Thames in France? Wait, that's is, London. London and London. Cien is the one in, in, yeah. in Paris. Yeah. Duck Derby. That's my sport. Okay. <laughs> and geography definitely isn't. No. No. The Champions League. The first leg of the Champions League round of 16 saw Bayern Munich clinch a 1-0 lead against PSG with a goal by Mr. Lisbon himself, Kingsley Coleman, who once again haunts his former club with a key goal. Borussia Dortmund beat Chelsea thanks to a Karen Adeyemi solo goal, 1-0 Dortmund. Napoli beat Eintracht Frankfurt 2-0 and Rondal Kola Muani. Wow, Frankfurt's star striker received a red card, so that's a friend. In the marquee matchup of the week, Real Madrid beat Liverpool 5-2 at Anfield. Liverpool were 2-0 up in the early part of the game, but Madrid scored five goals from 1.18 expected goals. That's clinical. Um, clinical? What is it? Clinical? That I know from, what clinical means, but like, why in this context? Because that means that they were expected, like from the chances they created, the probability of all those chances going in were 1.18 goals. Ooh, almost so, like the conspiracy. So that's that's that. less than one point five goals. Oh. So and the fact that they scored five goals from such a low expected goal count shows you how clinical they are. Mm. Low probability chances that were scored. But um, I also want to touch uh, this topic about the Negreira case in Barcelona. Barcelona having a tough week. Um, <laughs> some um, some investigations have been uh, published about uh, Barcelona making 7 million uh, euro worth of payments to the former vice president of La Liga's Association of Referees, who is no longer the vice president. Um, there's no documentation according uh, saying why those payments were made, which is funny because in sport law, we learned that if there's, you, you don't document it, it never happened. It's yes. basic liabilities and negligence in, in every law case. You got to know about that, document everything. That's the one takeaway you got to take from this podcast today. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, right now they're they're under investigations. 18 La Liga clubs um, have uh, taken a stand against Barcelona, saying that these investigations should result in penalties on their uh, points, on maybe even relegation, because they assume it's basically bribing a referee. The referee is saying uh, that it was for consulting uh, services. But the funny part is the payments were, um, even though, he says it's for his company that does consulting on like refereeing and di- discipline. Um, the funny thing, the payments stopped being made as soon as this guy was no longer the vice president of La, Li- of La Liga's uh, refereeing mm-hmm. association. So this is kind of like conspiracy theory and a scandal. So this is like bonus because it's a developing story. So definitely check out um, some more extended like YouTube videos about um, Negreira case in Barcelona. But now that we're done with this intro, we're going to transition to the support conspiracy theories that we've put together. So enjoy, guys. 
see you. Wait. What? 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 What is one conspiracy theory outside of sport that you believe in? Because you're definitely giving me flat earther vibes right now. Wait, me flat earther? Yes. Um, my theory is that uh, the art market, you know, artistic like painting, is a huge money scam. It's for money laundering. So because like, who would pay so much money for a piece of uh paper or like a of you know cloth that's been painted over by some dude? And I know some of historical ones like Da Vinci and like Van um, Gogh, the guy that that, that gave a year to an year to his lover and she rejected him. Uh, I know a bunch of like these uh, like artists, their their paintings are worth so much. But like for a regular painter that's still alive, why do you pay so pay so much for that painting which you can recreate through printing? So my theory is, since art is one of the most unregulated markets since the value of art is subjective, um, criminals are buying art to legitimize their wealth. What is one of your theories, Amalia? That's not related to sport. My theory is that, okay, this is slightly inappropriate, not really, but the Loch Ness Monster is actually um, a whale penis. What? So I'm just using it in an anatomical sense because that's what it is. The Loch Ness Monster picture, whales, when they're trying to mate, they stick their appendage up out of the water and it looks like that and a whale could have strayed into that street scotland and that famous picture most definitely wait there's an easy way to find out if your theory is flawed or not is it is loch ness salt or sweet uh water or fresh water i've been to loch ness actually but i don't really remember <laughs> i think it's some um, salt because it connects to I literally was there. I should know that. <laughs> Is that the same trip that uh, saw you suck in Iceland? Yeah. So um, Loch Ness is actually fresh water, which uh, would make your theory flaw. Well, since the whales uh, live in um, yeah, but water. it could have been like a lost whale that so happened to be wandering looking for a mate. Because the whales can survive. I mean, they don't thrive in salt water, but if they was lost, let me see. Can whales survive? <laughs> so this is a theory that's in development, actually, by Amalia. Freshwater. I saw that. This is a known theory. There are even whales that live completely in freshwater ecosystems. Some whales undertake great migrations depending on their needs. This whale's need was another whale. Just... Listen, it's a theory. It's a theory. I don't well, think it's true. Now that we're done uh, proving that we're not flat earthers and that our theories are quite well uh, almost proven, they're facts actually. Uh, we're going to transition to the sport conspiracy theories. Thanks, guys. Who's going first? We, we each picked out our own uh, yep. that we want to teach the other. So who's going first? I can go first. Okay, go first. So um, the first conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theory that I researched, well, I researched a lot of them, but the first one that actually like raised my eyebrow, and I was like, hmm, this one's spicy. <laughs> it's spicy. Um, you know Kevin Costner, uh, the no. actor from- uh, Oh, wait, I should know. You should know him. <laughs> I actually don't know. I know you said it last time, but- Yeah, he's the actor from Dances with Wolves, um, uh, Yellowstone. And a bunch of other cool like shows and movies. He's a great director too. Okay. And um, apparently 
he's got a weird connection to Carl Repkin's junior's wife. Apparently, they had a, a scandal, actually. Oh, right. Yeah, in 1997. Um, well, like, let me give you the context. So in 1995, Carl Repkin, uh, he broke the record for the most consecutive baseball games played when he played his 2,131st game. 2,000 games? Yeah, so it was in a row, all the, in a row, baseball. So that's Wait, what do you mean? Two thousand games in a row. He he plays he played two thousand one hundred thirty one baseball games in a row without like getting injured or missing out on the games. He was starting every game. On on the how on, long did that take? That took the first years of his career. That took that was Shit. like, shoot, couple. <laughs> Sorry. That was that was meant like most of his career like working through that, and he actually ended up like retiring shortly after. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're fast die young, I guess. Yeah, but it, like the the record had been set in uh, nineteen thirty nine by Lou Gehrig, and yeah, after he broke it, uh, he his streak was still active in nineteen ninety seven, um, but it was rumored that it was saved from like going by basically being set at, at a certain number by an intentional electrical malfunction in the stadium for the. Baltimore, um, right for the Baltimore. Wait, what? Wow, I'll just do enough research. No, I, I oh. did, I did, I did the Baltimore Ravens. No, 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 that's American football. Oh. <laughs> it was uh, the the Baltimore Orioles? I, I, I kept thinking Ravens, but yeah. Okay. So the Baltimore Orioles and um, it's an Oriole. It's a type of bird. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it was uh, the Orioles against the Seattle. Um, Seattle Mar Mariners, and it was an important game because he wanted to keep the streak going. And um, rumor has it that he forgot some keys in his house, so he had to he drive he drove away. And when he came back, his one of his best friends, aka Kevin Costner, the actor from Dazzlers with Wolves, he was putting his magic wand into the Chamber of Secrets with his wife. which basically like alarmed which him translates to an inappropriate situation yeah it alarmed him and he was completely um he was awestruck he was like what is this happening here um this is my wife this is somebody i thought was my best friend and a great actor by the way amazing <laughs> the, actor is the wife an actress or anything just normal person no normal person wow but, um i guess kevin costner doesn't only dance with wolves <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh uh, well, the point is, um, Ripken proceeded to call his <laughs> Ripken proceeded to call his uh boss, aka the president of the yeah, of the Baltimore Orioles, and um, he called and said, you know, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it to the game. I yeah. think um, you know, he's taking a mental health day. <laughs> yeah, and 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 right before that, um, oh Ripken proceeded to beat up Costner like a Russian bouncer beats up a scrawny teenager trying to get into a bar with fake he ID. Yeah, he beat him up like he was. He he actually didn't appear in the premiere that he was supposed to appear in in Baltimore. So Kevin Costner was staying in Baltimore for the premiere of his movie The Postman, and he he didn't go there because he was all beat up by. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By Ripken, and all of this is not confirmed as a fact, but it's a conspiracy theory. Wait, how is this not confirmed? But why are there so many details that it's not confirmed? Because it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, they're connecting the dots between Kevin Costner not appearing at the premiere, and 
wait for the next part. The conspiracy okay. theory, the sport part, is not just because Ripken was a prime athlete and a baseball Hall of Famer, but it's also because um, so the streak would keep going, which was good for marketing for the Orioles. Um, the president for the Orioles uh, ordered his team that was working in the stadium to uh, create an electrical malfunction that would result in power being out of the stadium and no lights being available. So the game was postponed for the next day when Ripken felt better and was able to play and keep his streak alive. The streak kept going until 1998. Whoa. And um, Wait, is he still with his the what? No. 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 He used all that aggression from the breakup in a positive way. No, he, he beat up Kevin Costner. Yeah, but he won the games. Well, he didn't win. He didn't win the games. He just played in them. It's oh, like okay. a consecutive, like playing okay, streak. Never mind. I was gonna use him as like an example on how to get through a breakup, but I mean, you beat up Kevin Costner, who is a great actor, by the way, one of the best actors I in the world. He is. I got like a picture. He's he's he he was in the movie um called what was the name of that movie? Yeah, Kevin. He was in um the. Highwaymen. It's on Netflix. It's about how they. Who was watching these random movies? I no, it's, it's an award-winning movie. They got Bonnie and Clyde. It's it's Bonnie. A, yeah, they were like. Okay, so this guy sounds like a politician. What a legend! What a legend! A great actor. Too bad that you know he did something unethical, but still a great actor. <laughs> the point is, um, the the theory says about the the power being cut out on purpose to preserve his his streak for Ripken and yeah. That's number one, the first theory I want to propose to you. What do you think about that? Is it possible? <sighs> I mean, it's like, I don't, if it were possible, I feel like something would have gone out. Like something would have gone out. Like the wife would release something. He would have released. I feel like if he was so angry at Kevin Costner for cheating on his wife, then he would have like made it public. Right? And that didn't happen. So I don't really believe it that much. But. Yeah, but also the funny part is that um, Kevin Costner said that he never, like, he didn't know the wife well, that he, they basically never interacted. He was, like, trying to, like, push away the rumors. But there's a lot of pictures of them sitting together, like, in the VIP box watching some Orioles games. Mm. So <laughs> it might be true. And from my point of view, it's po it's possible. Clearly, it's possible. I mean, yeah. people cheat on their significant others not often and it's it shouldn't be normalized and instead it's good but pretty often, pretty often. Um, so yeah um i don't know not that likely though but what is likely is my conspiracy theory it's actually it's actually not that not that likely not thinking about <laughs> it but trying to make a cool bridge but um so I love anything with a gate after it because that means it's in a juicy, I don't know why. Like pizza gate. Yeah, like any kind of gate ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what pizza gate is, right? I think so. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's one of those like QAnon uh, conspiracy theories. They're, they're so funny. I did know what it was, but I obviously was important enough. I brushed out my What about Watergate? Anyway. You know about Watergate, though. I don't know. Richard Nixon, Watergate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the Sweeney Gates... It should be it but, should be like memorable for you because you know Billy Joel's song "We Didn't Start the Fire," he mentions Watergate. I'm not like personally connected to Billy Joel. I didn't listen to his music. You're from New York. You're supposed to listen to that, Amalia. All right. Well, fine. Maybe I'll listen to it. 
I was saying you're from Miami. You have to listen to Mr. Worldwide by Pitbull. I love Pitbull. Pitbull is great. Well, Pitbull okay. is is like I love Pitbull too, but it's not like a requirement. So my okay, whatever. It is. So we're gonna argue about this after Google. this is over. Okay, so as we all know, um, Phelps Gate. I wonder who's involved with Phelps Gate. Swimmer Michael Phelps. Yes, Michael Phelps. So, um, at the Beijing 2008 Olympics, he won eight gold medals. Like that's pretty much insane. I don't even know the scale about how many you could win, but that seems like a lot of gold to me. And the whole big controversy with this is that he won by zero point zero one seconds to a Serbian athlete um named Milorad Kavik. So Serbia was also the win with 0.01 seconds. We can put the video maybe. It was so close, but some people believe that Serbia did actually win and that the majority just like needed Phelps to win for different ulterior motives. And the reason they believe this is because the video and the pictures of the like when they were hitting the you know box at the end of the race took so long to release to the public um like more than any of the other videos which means that like maybe they could have photoshopped it or something um and the second thing is that a website became public named very creatively www.0.001ofasecond.com uh by an unknown user that claimed um they had all this evidence whatever and that um uh, basically the sponsor of the event was like backing Phelps and he needed Phelps to win for everything and that, yeah. But then when they, I don't really believe this theory because they literally interviewed the swimmer, um, the rival swimmer, um, Millerad Kavik or Kavik. And he literally said in quotes, he said, there's nothing wrong with losing to the greatest swimmer that ever lived. So obviously it was just like something that- He could have been paid off. He could have been paid off, but it seems like such a genuine comment yeah so like i don't know that's there, that's a setback to people believing in the theory yeah so what do you believe do you believe that phelps actually won or that they just needed him to win i mean phelps is the goat in swimming like, yeah so he could have won i bet that the margin is so small that it's kind of like it could have been a margin of error behind mm -hmm. it like it's such a small difference that why not give both of them the, the gold medal yeah, they could have done like rock, paper, scissors or something. Like, Flip a coin. Yeah, I would love to see that, actually. I actually want, I think the Olympics should be disbanded. And I think the Olympics should just be made up of average people that are drafted in different state, like different parts of the world. Just play a sport they've never done before and just see what happens. Because isn't that much more, like, I would be so patriotic over that. Like, seeing like... You just want to go to the Olympics. I know <laughs> that. I know that. I know that's what you want to do. Okay, no, but like... Just seeing like after seeing you running, I don't think you'd make it. Oh my god, he's making fun of how I run with a backpack. So you can't judge if someone runs with a backpack, first of all. And second of all, see me run. What, what about second of all? If you say first of all, second of all, follows it, right? Second of all, like all right. Well, people, I have a history of people making fun of me for my running, but I don't even understand like like how, I don't know, whatever. You can put a clip of me running if you want. I don't have any. Well, you could change that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I run weird. Like, if anyone sees me walk around Eisenberg, I think I, I, I walk freedom. I don't usually run. If I run, it's for, like, a reason. 
So usually maybe I will look panicked and that's why I'm running weird. Anyway, I think the Olympics should be um, just normal people like someone from Jersey Shore, someone from Toronto, someone from like Slade, Kentucky, like random. Why everybody from the US? Because I feel like the US <laughs> would be so much more funny. They should do an American Olympics and then they should do like, like each country should have their own. And then, That's cool. and, then, and then the winners of the American and all those other ones should combine to have the world's average person Olympics. How amazing would that be? We could call it the mediocre Olympics. Yeah, amateur Olympics. There'd be. I like a mediocre. There'd be comedy. There'd be romance. Everything would be. Romance. What is it like? A a reality TV show. It should be like that would be amazing, right? Like you can't just not like. What if you were drafted for that? Like when the the ratings would go up massively. That's all I know. But this theory that Amala proposed before... Oh, yeah, before, I kind of forgot we were talking about that. Yeah, it's, that's why we have ADHD and go on tangents. Well, he has ADHD. I have math dyslexia, so... The point is, where, where were we going about this? I forgot. Oh, just kidding. No, I do remember. So I do think that this theory, it's possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's so, so much more news if it's somebody from the U.S. setting the records for most medals mm-hmm. and being a larger market, you can cater to much more consumers. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still feel that it's a conspiracy theory just because of the guy before afterwards he said, you know what, it's fine. Yeah. Like he's a goat and you know, it's possible that I lost like against the goat and it's like normal. So right. if he if he would have debated about it, I feel that there would have been like higher chance. Mm. But it's it's definitely possible. And it's kind of spicy because it's like the biggest of all stages. So it's a good theory. All right. But I bet it's not as good as his next one. Oh. Um yeah, the next one that we're actually going to talk about is another one that has to do with gate. I call it Neymar gate. Neymar gate. Um, and, and, and it's it's actually like really relevant right now because it just happened again. He got injured again conveniently before March 11th, his sister's birthday. So you know where this is going. Oh, not this again. So how can sports conspiracy theories get any like weirder than uh, the one about baseball? And, you know, uh, yeah, baseball, one of the goats of baseball in the Orioles, uh, finding his wife cheating on him with Kevin Costner, one of the, a great actor, by the way, he's a great actor. Um, well, this theory uh, we have titled Neymar Gate has uh, things that come at us like the royal family or Game of Thrones. And you might as well insert the song Sweet Home Alabama about this conspiracy theory. Um, this theory actually is quite popular in football Twitter among soccer fans. Um, it tries to connect the, the dots, you know, like most conspiracy theories, uh, from the fact that Neymar, since 2013, has been unable to play on March 11th, uh, which coincidentally is his sister's birthday. His sister, Rafaela, and Neymar, in fact, they're really close. Um, they have tattoos of each other. And they're... Um, yeah, they could be referred to each other as their significant other because they're significant to each other. Because that's how conspiracy theories work. Some logic is missing, you know? Um, but the point is, um, as a matter of fact, like Neymar, two weeks ago, uh, Neymar suffered an injury against Los Lille, a uh, team in France. And it's actually going to rule him out for three to four weeks, including his sister's birthday. How convenient. So um, Neymar, Rafaela, equals Cersei and Jamie Lannister for everybody that follows Game of Thrones. We're both following Game of Thrones. 
he just finished the second book. I'm on the second book. Don't say anything. No spoilers in the comments, please. No. But it's I, I, I guess at least two more years to complete it. So just. I watched the whole TV show, so I oh. kind of know how it's ruined. But the books are still coming. The next one is in November. So six. Got to catch up. Yeah. So what do you think of my theory, Amal? I mean, incest is a pretty big claim. I think there's definitely some manipulation going on there. Okay, number one, it's so weird with all these siblings. Like, I have a twin brother, and, like, yeah, we're close, but, like, I don't know. People, <sighs> I don't, like, I don't understand. If there was actual incest going on, don't you think anyone would notice? Like, there wouldn't be, like, I was just really good at hiding it. I mean, they can do it at home. I mean, maybe they just have some, like, weird family tradition on that day they have to like, do. Like the royal family? Weird family traditions relating incest? I don't know. It's just, like, such a crazy... Does she have, like, a boyfriend or anything? Like, a public relationship? Nope. Okay, Neither then... not does name or okay. all his relationships with models last very little. Okay, then that's definitely incest. I reject my statement. This is an incest relationship. Because of the, how old are they? They're, like, what, 30? Like, they didn't have relationships. They're looking yeah. at each other all the time. This is weird. And you know the other thing? Neymar has a clause on his contract, apparently, that allows him to miss um, training sessions around the date of his sister's birthday and does not require him to, to play like in those dates. But there's all like rumors, obviously conspiracy theories, that's why we call it that. But it's just connecting the dots between Neymar's absences on his sister's birthday for 10 years in a row. It's just so weird. Like, whose birthday is that special? Like... If my grandma came back to life and I had like a job opportunity that I could go to, like I would probably do the job opportunity. But you know why? It's because Neymar's having a relationship with his sister that goes beyond sisterhood. But also it's kind of weird because if they're actually having an incest relationship, wouldn't they just do that any day and not like just once a year on March 11th? Good point. That's There's, what I don't that, that That's one of the, the issues with this theory. But yeah. maybe your theory that you're about to propose. Yeah. So um, my theory, I had to bring pictures for this. It's really not even a theory. It's just like, why? Like, what is that? So I'm going to get some picture references. So there's something called the Devil's Tower National Monument, which looks like this. Looks like that. Um, and as you can see, it's a freak of nature. Um, it's popular for climbers and hikers, whatever. About six people have died. Um, actually not climbing Devil's Tower, but descending it since uh, 1931. And someone even, someone, so this is a funny story, but it's basically a Daredevil's Paradise because some guy in 1948 named, um, what's his name? George Hopkins literally parachuted. He wanted to prove that, that this could work. And he parachuted on top of Devil's Tower and got trapped there for six days um, while the government decided what to do with it. And basically became like an entire uh, like national emergency. And it was kind of like diverting attention from the war and everything. And this one guy on top of Devil's Tower, he got out alive and then quit being Daredevil. But basically what I'm trying to say is this place is pretty infamous. Um, but the thing about this is that literally nobody knows how it was formed or why it's there. And like scientists have tried to discover this for years and they just can't um, discover what it is. So one of the main theories is that 
this is like really out there and crazy but that it's a the stump of basically like a prehistoric slash like biblical times tree that was like really huge and with this is going like biblical stuff i don't even really do people think it's like like the garden of eden sort of like stump of that tree because like a holy site for like people in that area i don't know um and also people report when they go on top of devil's tower they have this like really like weird like this like feeling i guess where they suddenly like find god or like feel this like presence that they need to like they just have paranormal experiences on the top of this that's why it's called devil's tower um some people some scientists found that it's made out of like volcanic material but it's weird because there's literally no usually in other kinds of rocks like that there's um the landscaping surrounding it's also volcanic material but there's no volcanic material for miles it's really just that thing so literally like no one can figure out what it is so it's not like really conspiracy theory other than the fact that people think it's like a paranormal like connection to the underworld and people believe that, like underneath it is like the the like pathway to hell basically like so it's just creepy. It's I don't know what you think about it. If you want to look at a picture again, um, so so it's actually connected to sports because people climb it. Yeah, okay, yes. sport. Yes, so people climb it. People like hike it. I'm just I just think it's very interesting. It looks like that. Like what is that? And it's huge. It's it looks smaller on here, but it's really huge. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. You know what? And, it looks perfect to carve like a new Mount Rushmore right there. Yeah, for reference, like this is the surrounding area, and then that's that. Like what is that? It looks like the UMass architecture people decided that to make that. <laughs> That's literally what they think is attractive in a building, because all this is like so like random. Um, you know what? We should definitely go on MSL trip to the Devil's Tower. Oh my gosh, yes. So yeah, not Log really idea. a conspiracy. Well, there are some conspiracies, but it's the climbing community is very. It's also like called the Devil's Tower because not many people. It's kind of like a bad. <laughs> You want to avoid it. Like, Daredevils want to do it, but there's just a bad association with it, especially because people have died on it. And it's like, it's just creepy. Like, I wouldn't climb that. Yeah, I mean, if you're so, a devil and you got to stay away. Yeah. So that's just a little mini one. But... And paranormal. It's actually cool because it brings all like paranormal elements, connects them to sport. So it's a fun theory. Although, one. although I don't really see how it's, I don't, I, it might be possible, but. It's hard to believe in it without like experiencing it myself. That's yeah, what I think. it's just weird that no scientist knows has discovered where it came from. Like that's like their job, and they like have discovered it. And it's the first ever U.S. national monument, so it's been like known about for like God knows. But yeah, that's just a little one. So I like the theory. Food for thought. Now, um, yeah, the next theory I want to propose it's actually um, Invictus didn't happen. Almost didn't happen. Um, you know, Invictus, it's a really cool movie. You should watch it because I've it has never watched more. It. I've never seen any of the movies you've watched. Okay. Except for like Goodfellas. <laughs> it's a great movie, Goodfellas, too. Okay. Uh, but this one, Invictus, Morgan Freeman, Matt Damon, it's about how South Africa won the 1995 Rugby World Cup. And, well, it's based on a true story, which, uh, according to conspiracy theories um, and some New Zealand All Blacks players, fans, and staff, um, say it would never have happened if it wasn't because of Susie. So who is Susie? Susie was a waitress. That was what my parents were going to name me. Susie? Susie Wampa? Susanna. Susanna. Susie. I like Amali better. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because definitely, because Susie is associated to the woman that um, <laughs> food poisoned the New Zealanders while they were like eating 48 hours before the Rugby World Cup final. And 31 of That's the 30s. UMass did to us. Yeah. UMass dining to us before the Spartan race. <laughs> definitely. Um, so 31 of the 36 members of the New Zealand All Blacks suffered from food poisoning. And um, before the game, they were still feeling bad. And then South Africa won the Rugby World Cup. A whole movie was made about it. And this theory is backed by New Zealand rugby coach Laurie, Laurie Maines. And who, he actually says that it's actually because of Susie's fault. Susie was a wait, fruit waitress that um, poisoned the whole team and caused them to underperform in the final against South Africa. So it seems kind of like an excuse to say that they lost against a team that was much worse than them. But it's yeah. also one of the greatest stories in sport. Um, it's an underdog story. South Africa was in the middle of apartheid and um, people from different backgrounds came together to play for this rugby team. And Nelson Mandela, who was, you know, it's a great role model for most people, to me, in, in some ways. I think that he managed to unite the, the country behind this South Africa rugby team. And that helped re uh, reduce tensions between whites and blacks. So I believe it. You because believe Because how is it possible? Like, there's just so many... It's just too big of a coincidence to not be true. But really a coincidence, then that's just like, okay, like, who do you see there? Like, just the food. But maybe they had, like, a common meal. Like, and, and I don't know, the eggs were bad. Well, yeah, just one of the things um, could have been food poison, not the entire thing. But it's 31 out of 36 members. Yeah. In South Africa. So South Africa was playing at home. They could plant this Susie girl to food poison them. No, I think it's true. I think it's definitely true. Especially all of the conflict, the historical context around it. I think that's a fact. But you know what? Uh, whether it was fixed or not, whether it was food poisoning or not, it made a great movie afterwards. So thumbs up for me. Like, good job to Susie. We were poisoned maybe by a... Limpy? By Limpy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, well, you didn't know, but in the Spartan race we did in November... We both got what I don't know what happened, food poisoning or something that shut us down for like three straight days on campus. And we were still recovering while we were doing the race. So And we still performed greatly. We still performed. I don't know about greatly, but I we did. performed. I did fine too. But like, you know. You did amazing for I, somebody I that, that didn't train that that's much. That's true. I trained one hour on the treadmill and I did did pretty well. So but yeah. So next conspiracy that I like a lot is the Super Bowl 47 blackout. Um um i literally looked up like most because i was looking at more and this was the, really the number one like everyone thinks it's just crazy basically in 2013 the 47th edition of the super bowl was playing out the boring game until halftime what happened at halftime i guess you could assume um but the ravens were leading the 49ers 28 to 6 and then after a halftime performance by beyonce the famous singer and an important member of the of, Illuminati, according to people with too much free time, aka Marco. Wait, no, I don't have that much free time. Uh, this podcast consumes my my whole life. Actually, okay. there was in the gym, there was a power outage that delayed the game for just under thirty five minutes, which is crazy because I've never been in a powder. Actually, Hurricane Sandy was the longest power outage I've been in, which was like two weeks. But 
just like a game, never like like an actual the biggest event. game in American sports. Biggest game ever. Thirty five minutes is crazy. Um, I would have turned off the TV and got to bed at that point. Um, but after the stoppage, the game ended up being a thrilling thirty four to thirty one victory. There's a sudden sudden switch there. Um, so some tinfoil hat wearers claim that the outage was arranged on purpose to either play against momentum the Ravens were carrying or even script the second half. Either way, at least it was more interesting than the first half, apparently. Um, I kind of believe it, but also how could they, like, script? It's like, it's like how could an outage kind of destroy all that momentum? I mean, maybe. You're nervous. You were winning by so much, and you're like, oh, this is, like, playing against us. We were I guess such a good streak. Yeah. It's a lot sure. of extra time to plan out the tactics for the second half for the um, – with the 49ers mm-hmm. okay that's true but well, what i think what's 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 curious is like it mm-hmm. could have so easily been like you turn out turn down like one of the, the switches and then powers out yeah but i i find it crazy that for the most important game in american sports um that happened that happened on the Actually, other that was right near hurricane sandy time yeah but it was, that was 2013. yeah but it was on the other side of the country oh <laughs> <laughs> well sorry that I kind of forget that New York isn't the entire world, so. Yeah, it's just because everything happens to New York in every movie, like Avengers, yeah. New York. That's why we're so, like, pompous about it, because we think, like, we know everyone, like. Uh, Everybody thinks about New York and New York and New York. This, but you know what, New York? What? London has better public transportation. Yeah, but you'll never see the same things. No, in London, in London, you're going to see history. Well, in New York, you're going to see... <laughs> giant rats i didn't want to say giant rats what i've seen yeah giant rats that are as big as a dog yeah and they literally like they they live like under the tracks they come out like no fear like when the train the subway comes by they just they just stay there and just goes over like it's any other life you don't see pizza what is it the pizza rat in london you don't see you don't see dentists apparently yeah they don't see dentists. <laughs> London, there's no natural wildlife there, so just they killed all of it. So New York has Central Park, the Adirondacks. So Hyde, Hyde Park, Hyde Park in London is nicer than Central Park. No. Yes, it is. Okay, maybe nicer, but not the same. It's not as big as how it's historical. Historical? Yeah. Dude, London is history stuff. itself. Okay, but it's old history. America is like it's new history, but yeah. So isn't old history more valuable? No, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Amalia does like finished our history gen ed, so no more learning for us. No more learning. Every day is learning, Amalia. I'm just. We learned every day. I was playing Assassin's Creed the other night and watched a documentary about Egypt. See, I learn every day. What did you learn? Say one thing you learned from that documentary right now. So much knowledge was lost when that. Library of Alexandria burned. Oh, facts. It was like so much knowledge that was lost. But now <laughs> you're saying the same thing twice. <laughs> I, I totally don't. See, that's that's part of being a college student. You're gonna you have to be able to paraphrase when you write essays. Um, my next theory has to do with basketball. Um, in 1985, the NBA draft lottery took place. And it wasn't actually a lottery because lottery involves a process of, you know, fair chance for everybody who's participating, you know, per ticket or per team. Uh, the concept of the lottery is supposed to be completely fair, but it was rigged. 
and no random winner took it home because it was the New York Nets that actually took oh, the, no. the New York Knicks actually they they were the ones that took the 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 prize the biggest prize who was um the player Patrick Ewing he was a young player who was playing in college and had a stellar season he was seen as the next big thing uh, for the NBA and you know the NBA was going through a period of low attendances and um yeah it wasn't it wasn't as relevant as other sports in the world so the NBA wanted to change that and what better way to change that than putting one of the best players in one of the biggest markets in the country the New York market a lot of fans a lot of uh, media attention around it so um what this theory says is that um the NBA commissioner at that time was um David Stern he actually froze well, the, the, the lottery is done this way. There's a big like glass ball and inside that you put envelopes with the team logos on it. So since they wanted Ewing to go to the Knicks, they froze the envelope so it could be colder than the other ones. So when you put the hand in and pick the envelope, you pick the coldest one as the number one pick for the draft lottery. And that way the Knicks got to pick Ewing who went on to be a good player for them and make the franchise more relevant until Michael Jordan came in and he definitely destroyed everything because he was, he's the GOAT for, for basketball in many ways. Um, or others think it's LeBron, but I do think it's MJ. Um, and the other theory is actually the bent corner theory. So in one of the corners of the envelopes, they bent it to be able to uh, tell which one was the one that contained the New York Knicks logo. So, I mean, since sport is a business, I see this as actually something that could happen. I mean, it could probably happen, but it's just like, um, again, I think people are just taking it too seriously. But stuff like that happens, and you say it's like a business, but stuff like that doesn't happen really in other businesses. Like, you can't really fully, like in the stock market, you can't really fully control the uh, I mean, but not can. as much as you can you, with like a frozen envelope. Like you, that's the way it's controlling the well, narrative. The some people have a power, like say, um, you're, you're, you're working for a company. You have insider trading. You can share with somebody, and boom, you control the market in in a way because you you sell a lot of one stock, which makes us makes the stock up, go down. You can buy again. Happens with the crypto market all the time. Elon Musk tweets something about, um about a certain cryptocurrency, the price can go up or down. It can fluctuate on one guy's opinion. Yeah, so, I guess. There's a lot of schemes all the time in the markets. Um, you know, you watch Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. I do love that movie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in that movie, he's basically doing a scam in the market and stealing a lot of money from people. You can do certain scams that way. Um, there was the you would know all about those Ponzi like Ponzi schemes are famous in in, the, in Wall Street throughout history, so I definitely could see this happening in sport and outside of sport. Okay. Next theory. The last theory. For you, I'm missing one of them. Oh really? No way. I did um. The no know. oh no this was my third one actually. Yeah, you can do the next one. Okay, so. All right, so this one is Michael Jordan's secret suspension that led him to have a short minor league baseball career. 
Uh, I think this is funny. See, this is what I'm talking about with the average person in the Olympics. Throwing someone from one sport into another sport is hilarious. They should do this more often. But MJ is known by many as the GOAT in basketball history, but for a span of two years, he ditched his basketball career for a failed career in baseball. I think they should, just like the draft I was saying, they should make it mandatory for these pro athletes to do like a month training in different, like trying different sport. Mandatory? Mandatory. You, you, like you saw the retiring them all well, not mandatory. Like it would be good publicity. It'd be funny. It'd be like, oh, like he's good at that, but he's not good at what. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it'll make athletes like a lot like real people and not just like, you know, beefed up babies. Well, athletes are like cooler versions of normal people, right? Muchas gracias, afición. Este para vosotros. Well, they're cool because they're good at something, and most people aren't. Okay, no, they're cool because of what, what, I hate to be that person that says, like, because society, but they're cool because society deems <laughs> that that stuff is cool. If, what, it, like, in Wally, in what way is all of the giant people sitting at the computers? Giant cool. people. Giant people? Yeah, they're cool, whatever. They weren't cool. They were, like, I'm saying that. Lazy. Yeah, but in that, that's normal in that world. Okay, yeah. I can see your point. So I'm trying to be like, you know. You're trying to be all like, world like, a, like, like open like, your mind to. to like, like, put, like, think a little bit deeper. But I don't really care that much. It's not that serious. Anyway. Uh, in 1993, one day before the Chicago Bulls started their preseason training camp, Michael Jordan, the guy that played himself in Space Jam, announced his retirement. His first retirement at 30 years old at the prime of his career. That is the kicker. Because why would you do that? Then after two years of languishing in the minor leagues of American baseball, MJ came back from retirement at 95 and will go on to achieve a second three-peat until 1998 when he entered his career, when he ended his career for good. Michael Jordan was a gambling addict and conspiracy theorists believe that his first retirement was a cover-up to hide a gambling suspension by the NBA. The NBA and Jordan both benefited from covering up the suspension, given that such a headline would damage the NBA's image and legitimacy as well as that of their biggest star. Jordan had been a subject of many investigations into his gambling habits prior to the 1993 season, and it was known that he was a frequent participant in high-stakes gambling. Additionally, the investigations into Jordan's gambling were concluded five days after his retirement. Coincidence? We think not. I think not. What Com complete, complete the Illuminati sign so then we can edit an eye in the middle of that. Cool. What if he just had like a change of heart and was like, you know what? I don't want to do basketball anymore. Like, I want to run away. I want to do what I always wanted to do, baseball. And what if he actually enjoyed it, but then he was forced to go back to basketball for the money? Hmm? It's the prime of your career. You're writing the history books. Yeah, but sometimes when you're doing it for that long, you just get burned out. Like, I get him. So you, Maybe he didn't care anymore. So you would, you would, you would quit climbing uh, for um, lacrosse? Well, no. Like, when you get that competitive into a sport, and when you, like, already achieve success, but no matter what, the success is never good enough, you're like, what's the point if I am in my prime or am I not if I don't and want to do it or don't enjoy it? The thing about MJ is everybody describes him as a guy that was obsessed with winning, wanted to win all the time, wanted to win every game, was competing against himself because nobody was as good as him. So he was basically taking his, himself to the next level. He was very serious. His work ethic was crazy. So I can definitely see this guy um, being banned because of gambling and betting and stuff like that and then finding a way to um 
make you know a PR stunt out of it and then come back from retirement sell tickets again and um, mm -hmm. help the NBA not lose its popularity in terms of like well if we caught our player our best players uh, gambling and then we suspend him then I don't know it would be kind of crazy but also like the thing about MJ and gambling um, he's he was famous about gambling <laughs> you know once they they actually were asking him like what what was he doing in Atlantic City so one time he spent the whole night gambling in Atlantic City and then took a cab to New York City to play a game mm. the same like after gambling all night so he was a guy that was definitely addicted to gambling and thankfully you know gambling has not taken all all of his money but gambling does that to certain people but yeah those those were our theories, five each, and let us know which theories you know about sports. Put them in the comment section below. Yes, let us know what you think the Devil's Tower is, because I know that was the craziest theory you talked about today. Just kidding. But it might be the craziest just because it's so paranormal. It's paranormal. So what if if any of you guys, you know, really want to go to the Devil's Tower with us? Yeah. Um, let us know in the comments like subscribe share and enjoy see you guys un poco caliente por el final mira bobo que mira bobo anda anda para allá bobo anda para allá tranquilo tranquilo leo